Hello and welcome to the Press Start Podcast. I am Ash and as always I am joined with my co-host Shane. On this week's episode we are going up to date with everything news and gaming related. So obviously previously we've picked a topic and we've discussed it. We've also looked back at the uh, Insomnia gaming event that we went to a couple of weeks ago. However, the plan for the podcast going forward is to be more up to date. We're going to discuss everything gaming news, everything just everything we can about games, all the news, all the latest releases, the previews, the reviews, everything that's happened in the last seven days. Uh, so that's all going to start coming forward very shortly. However, first, I believe Shane has an announcement. I do indeed. Thank you, Ash. So uh, just to tell you all that our website is now live. Um, it's press-start.uk and it's all up and running. Uh, we think it looks gorgeous. We, we think do, yeah. it looks neat. We think it looks simple, easy to navigate. And that's what we've gone for. You know, everything is right there in front of you. It's simple. It's easy to get from one place to another. With our new search system that I developed personally, you shouldn't have a problem finding any article um, that you're wanting to find or walkthroughs, reviews, anything like that. So we urge you all to go, use it, test it, sign up for it. Um, eventually there will be you know rewards for members of our website so it might be that you get a discount in our shop it might be that you get certain codes for games and things like that automatically entered into our competitions because you are a member of our website so we urge you like I say to go and try it out let us know give us some feedback on what you think uh, if there's any features you want bringing or out like that we will always look at it so please get involved, interact, comment on the news articles and everything. Be a part of our community because that is what we are pushing towards and we want to make it easier and more accessible for all the users. So proud to launch it. We think it looks great. Uh, we hope you feel the same. Um, but as always, let us know your feedback um, and, and just get involved. We plan to bring a lot more features than all, that's already there. Um, but the, the core of it is there. Yeah, and obviously with what we've been doing, obviously so far we have been posting news as if the website was live already. We've been, you know, we've, we've, we're filling it with content. We've got links to obviously the podcast, to videos that we post on our YouTube. And obviously with the user system as well, you can get involved. You know, if you, if you read an article and you want to get your opinion on it, you can, you know, you can you can log yeah. in and you can post about what your thoughts are on this bit of breaking news or, you know, if we've wrote a review that you don't quite agree with or you completely agree with, you can obviously get involved with that as well. Yeah, and as we said, like the latest new, this podcast is going to be about the news that's gone on that week. So if you have commented throughout the week uh, on our articles on the website, then we may well give you a shout out yeah. and, and put your thoughts forward on this news article as we discuss it now. So, you know, there, like I said, there's a lot of purpose to get involved and you could get free entry into our competitions and giveaways that we do in the future. So it it's definitely will be worth your while. And like I said, the website will grow with the community and bring more features that, that, that people want to see or that we feel would be beneficial. Yeah. So, going back, we're going to rewind now to basically where we finished recording last week's topical episode of Games We Want to See. Um, it was about this time, Thursday night last week, that we sat and we went through everything we want to see coming up in the next 
few months with gaming events, you know, releases, announcements, and everything like that. Now, one of the games that we discussed, and we discussed it in a fair bit of detail, was Skull and Bones. And, you know, we said everything about it, what we're looking forward to, but, you know, it's been so quiet on that front for so many months and even years now. So, I'm going to say years. Yeah, so we finished the recording, I edit it, and I get it set to upload on the Friday, as we do. Friday, I log into our news feed, and the first thing I see is Skull and Bones tutorial video has been leaked. It's, and I just couldn't believe it, obviously. I messaged you, didn't I, and said, <laughs> I cannot believe 12 yeah. hours ago, we said we've not seen anything else from Skull and Bones, and then there it was. There was like a seven-minute video that obviously has been leaked, but um, yeah, it gives Somebody us Somebody listening, will not they? Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> it's basically a complete seven-minute tutorial of how the game works, everything to do with it, all the tasks that you'll do, the objectives, the activities you can do, um, to the point that Ubisoft obviously couldn't really avoid the leak and themselves actually on the Skull and Bones Twitter tweeted, uh, keep your eyes on the horizon, obviously insinuating that there's going to be some sort of either a release date or more information coming soon. Which which made me so excited that day because, as we'd said on the podcast last week, that we'd just not heard anything about it. And, it, and I explained in depth, you know, why I wanted this game um, yeah. due to Assassin's Creed and things like that. And it, oh, I couldn't believe it. And like we said, like, it was 12 hours, literally 12 hours yeah. after after we'd done it on it. And, and, you know, the world has gone a bit mad for it, hasn't it? I mean, it were loads of replies, retweets. It were, yeah. oh, it were everywhere. So I can't wait. So I think the fact that they've got a tutorial video and obviously that bit developed in the game, it can't be far you'd, off. You'd I think like we to might think get a release so, yeah. You'd summer. like to think it's nearly yeah. there now. But, um, yeah, the video, obviously the video's in-depth enough that you get an idea. There's, you know, there's going to be things like you can work as a team, uh, you're going to go hunting for obviously things that pirates and that do, treasure and so on. You'll you'll build your crew, you'll build your ship. There's loads of customization. Um, there's something that looks really cool in this is the crafting elements and the hunting for uh, elements and stuff. So, you know, things like iron and ores and copper and that that you can literally blast from the cliffs and so on. It looks really cool from obviously this unofficial leak. Um you know, there's loads of stuff that you can do, and it's not just you that you have to look after. You'll have a crew that, if you don't look after them properly, will form a mutiny against you, and eventually, you know, you'll be left with nobody. It looks really cool, and uh, it does. It looks yeah, I'm like hoping it'll play really well. I'm hoping we get, you know, at the Ubisoft event later on in the next couple of months, we get a, a proper, proper in-depth look. Then. Uh, what and the release date. I think, we, I think we could end up with a release date. I, I hope so. I think, it, like you say, I think if a tutorial video is pretty much recorded, voiceovered and everything, that, that whole element's there and that's showcasing everything the game can do. So, yeah, I'd, I'd think so. I'd love to. I'd love it. Honestly, I would love it. But moving on from that, so one thing we also discussed last last week on the podcast was Turbo Golf Racing. Yes. The fact that the beta was out, I played it that afternoon before we filmed the podcast and then we kind of spent a bit of time with it, didn't we, on the, yeah, over the, over weekend. the weekend. And I loved it. I, I think it's one of them. I, the best way I can describe it 
um, and and it, I will be doing a full review on our YouTube and and on the website. Um, it's one of them where you know when you get to sort of eleven o'clock at night, midnight. You know you've got work in the morning. You think right, I'll have one more, and yeah. I'll go to bed. And then at two o'clock in the morning, you're still sat there saying, "Well, I'll have one more, and then I'll go <laughs> to bed." And it and it was that kind of game. Yeah, for me. it, it got I to really, that point really at one point, it. didn't it? Yeah. I thought. I mean, what's your thought? I I loved it. I, I, I think, think it's got a, a very Rocket League feel. Oh, it, it reeks of Rocket League. I mean, the, the yeah. very first thing. Obviously, I'd not really seen much into it. Obviously, we'd applied for access to the beta. We'd got it, and obviously, we went. Obviously, we went through. Initially, we got access through Steam, but obviously, we're on Xbox, so we went through the Insider Hub process and so on. So, I'd not seen which a great deal a of it. Of. Yes, yeah, which actually proved a lot more popular than I thought it would. To be honest. Um, mm. So yeah, obviously we we went into it, and I knew that it's basically Rocket League golf. Now, yeah, it is very very Rocket League. It's you know the cars yeah. act, the physics and everything are pretty much exactly the same. But taking away the similar elements in that sort of thing, it's it's really good fun. It's yeah. you know it's I competitive. It. It's good that obviously you got the three rounds. Potentially, I'd say in some games, I'd probably say maybe even up it to five rounds a game. Because it, you know, some of the maps are quite well, maybe, quick. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've got to bear in mind that this were a beta. Yeah. So I mean, it, like, even when you look at things like your power ups, the only power up you could have was firing a missile at somebody or refilling your boost. Yeah. I fully expect that when the full game comes, it's going to be a bit more like Mario Kart type of feel about it, where you can pick up four yeah, multiple elements and so on. So yeah, so I fully expect that, that you, like you said, maybe maybe the different rounds, maybe you can search that and and alter that. Well, I want to play a five round game or a seven round game. So because there'll be more maps, won't they? I yes, think there were yeah. Only six, I think there's only a handful, weren't there? Nine, nine. I think there were nine maps on this one. I mean, it was um, it was good. I think it yeah. It, it's just that bit of a refreshing. You know, we, we've all played Rocket League and we've we've played it a lot over the years and so on. And this. It just introduces, obviously, when Rocket League have introduced other game modes, you know, the basketball and so on, it's it's a change. It's it's just a bit of a refresher. And like you say, it's something that you could quite easily, on a night where you really don't fancy anything too competitive, you could literally sit there for hours playing that. Yeah. And yeah. it's going to be, as far and, as I'm like, aware, it's, it's free as well. It a few laughs, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and, yeah. and it's free. And I mean, the one element I would say that wasn't great, because I, I think the beta were beautifully done. I think uh, oh, no, I, I couldn't find many faults. Problem. Yeah. No, I couldn't. But the only thing that I found quite boring was the single player. I think the See, single never player even was just, into it, that. It's basically, well, you play the maps that you play online, and it's a time trial. Basically, oh, okay. you get rated one star, two star, three stars, depending on the time you get the ball in the open. So it wasn't a lot to shout about. It's not like one of these games that's got a big career mode. But if you want to practice a a, a certain um, hole, I suppose, course, then it's the perfect way to do it. Just try and get your time up, find different ways of getting to the hole faster, and and that'd help you going on to online. But yeah, I think this this will be a game where you are predominantly online against mates or, or other people and, and playing it that way, like like you do Rocket League. Yeah. Uh, like we said, it's got a lot of Rocket League about it. Now, but I really enjoyed it, and I look forward to the launch. Now, just before we do move on to the next bit, let's just reiterate here that Shane did say it's great for the laughs, but you didn't hear some of the the anger coming out of it as well. Actually. The, <laughs> the competitive element was definitely there. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, so, yeah, but I'm, so was the raised voices. But that's us in every game, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There's a few swear words. It's a game yeah. that brings out a few swear words. It's good to be. It's good for that competitive side, isn't it? Yeah. So, again, something that sort of around this is all sort of as we went through last weekend. Um, this is basically what we're aiming to do. We're going to catch up over the whole week. So, I know some of this will be slightly old news, but. You know, it's it's a weekend. It's a weekly roundup of everything news. Um, something that was announced earlier this week as well, or rumored, is that FIFA 22 and Battlefield 2042 may be arriving on Game Pass shortly after both titles were seen on the Xbox Store with the Xbox Game Pass title, like the logo attached to the game. Um, Obviously, it would be through EA Play, which is obviously comes with uh, Xbox Game Pass. Now, obviously, we've both got FIFA 22, so that that doesn't bother us at all. Uh, for obviously those no. who don't get the opportunity to get the latest one, it's fantastic. I know there's a lot of gamers out there who play FIFA through the Game Pass and EA Play. Um, the one that's interesting for us is Battlefield 2042. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, I it's... played... I played the beta, which that was bad enough. You know, there was some really bad problems with it. Um, when the game launched, obviously we had the 10-hour trial, which I got in probably five or six games again. It was bad. But there's just something about Battlefield games that I do enjoy. So if they fix it, and, you know, there was an update only a couple of weeks back where they brought 440 updates to the game... It you know, massive update on it, massive. Yeah, you know, get it to a point that that is a properly enjoyable, playable game. And if it's on Game Pass, I'll have no problem putting several hours a week into it for a while. You know, get let's get into it and give it a go. Because well, we said, didn't we? We'd give it another go. Yeah. Um, after a game that's been so poorly received and the the player count is dropping like a lead balloon, um, this this gives you an opportunity, doesn't it, to go? Well, I tell you what. For the sake of it's free, for the sake of installing it and see what it's like now, yeah. it's worth a shot in it. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, it, it's a no risk sort of reward, really, because if we yeah. play it and it is still in a point where it's really, really bad, you just uninstall it. It's cost us nothing, happy days. Whereas yeah. you install it and it's at a point where actually this is good now. Like the maps that I did play on during the 10 hour trial and that, the maps are cool. Like there's one that's like a, a, a shipping port. And it was good. It was a really, really good map. We were up sniping on top of cranes and all sorts. It, was, it kind of had, you know, like porting Warzone, that sort of feel to it. Uh, loads of shipping containers, loads of cranes, all of that sort of stuff. And it, it was good. It was a good map. It was a good layout. And obviously I played a couple of other maps throughout the sort of 10 hours, but it was just extremely buggy. Whereas, you know, if they get it on EA Play, start bringing back the play account and fix it as we go... You know, we've seen enough games that have launched in a bad way that have redeemed themselves over the coming months ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, like you say, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be happy if it's fixed because, as you said earlier, there's something about battle gate, battlefield games that I love. It. I mean, predominantly the sniping. Yeah. I absolutely love sniping on that game. I don't think any game comes close to it. Um, but yeah, I, I, I hope it's fixed and, it, and it's going to give us something else to play in it. But Maybe we do a review. Maybe we do a game pass yeah. review of, and we'll let you know if it's fixed or not, and then it'll even save you the time of installing it. But uh, no, let's see. Uh, shall we move on from there? Yeah. So 
a earlier this week, there is big suggestions that for these Star Wars fans, obviously we, we've just sort of gone past Star Wars Day, so it's all been about Star Wars this week. But uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel could be arriving in 2023, um, but on next gen only. Yeah, that so, is an interesting one, that is, really, because, you know... I love this game. Yeah, Star Wars Oof. is obviously massive anyway. Um, yeah. You know, we're heading into a point now where we will start lo losing the old generation of games. But yeah, with a game as massive as that, you, you would have thought they may have snuck Xbox One and PlayStation 4 in. You know, just for yeah, one more go. I... Yeah, I get, I get, I do, I get the point, I, and I get that the, there's probably plenty of gamers out there, especially the younger generation that still rely on the parents, you know, for Christmas presents and things like that to get new consoles. But the thing for me is, is looking back at, at games that that we we mentioned on an earlier podcast that have not launched well. Yeah, Cyberpunk being one of the biggest recently that got slated. It, ah, I honestly think that developers are struggling. You know, they're obviously developing with the new consoles. Yeah. And then they're trying to sort of, you know, field that game over onto the old gen. And I just don't think it's working. It doesn't know. Sometimes the games are just too powerful, aren't they? Yeah. I just think, I think that is exactly it. I think it's the power difference that, that they're really struggling with, you know, to, to you know, port the graphics across yeah. and port the loading times. Everything that you've got a port across, I think they're struggling with. And I think it's a shame because you could end up seeing so many games broken. You could end up seeing some games maybe not working from the old gen to the new gen, or, you know, especially vice versa. So being a new console on, it doesn't bother me. But I do feel for the ones that are not because this game, the first game in this series, the, the, you know, the first Fallen Order was absolutely... Uh, probably one of the best games I've played in years, massively yeah. so. So this excites me beyond belief because it was so so good, and I do like to say I feel sorry for the people that maybe not get to experience this. But this game alone would, for me, would be worth buying a new console. I put that out there. This game alone would be worth the new console. It, it was superb. I think the thing follow is. That on, yeah, I mean, we, we're getting to a point now as well where obviously we're starting to see more stock of the next-gen consoles arriving now. Um, yeah. So, you know, people people can catch up now. There's been a lot of people that have still been waiting a long time for it, uh, but the stock itself is starting to show up now, so... It is, you know. but with that said, obviously, being a tech guy as my job, I was reading an article a couple of days ago where they reckon that, the obviously, it's the chips that are the problem, Yeah. Um, not being able to get them. And they reckon that could last, a shortage could last until 2024. Yeah, so that places. could be another two years so, of delays. And... Yeah, yeah. so it is a problem. It is a problem. And you'd like to think that developers, you know, that they would try and get the game on the old consoles. But in all honesty, it is looking less and less likely now, like these big triple a title games are gonna port over because as you said i think they are developing for new aren't they yeah i mean just we're, we're just gonna sort i'll swap a bit of news around here that we've got in our list but on the complete flip side of that uh images have leaked this week that have shown 
the new Forza Motorsport that's set to arrive later this year, or we hope later this year, um, being playtested and showcased on an early release at some point last year on the Xbox One. So yeah, which you know, is good. It's it, yeah, it's it's good for those obviously still on Xbox One and. You know, with what we expect uh, the Forza Motorsport game to look like on Series X, for them to also be releasing an Xbox One edition for that game is massive. So, you know, we we may lose some games as we move forward now into just the next generation. But, you know, there are still studios out there that are at least for the next year planning ahead and bringing it to Xbox One and, you know, the last generation yeah. as well. I mean, we discussed it last week, didn't we, Forza Motorsport? And, yeah. and and one of our reasons for the not hearing anything for so long, we thought they developed it for Xbox One, the new consoles, and that got announced and released. And they thought, oh, actually, yeah, focus more need so now on the next generation for that. So maybe the Xbox One version were were almost ready, and that's why they've decided. I mean, <clears> this <throat> is this is only hearsay. This is only my thoughts, but maybe it were pretty much, you know a long way in development for the Xbox One, so they've continued that, and they are going to release it, and they've obviously added a XS version yeah. on the end of it. So maybe, you know, like we, like we were saying last week, maybe that's that's what they've looked at and thought, do you know what, we're that far down the road, let's still develop it and, and go forward, which is good, like we just said, you know, because we do feel for those, for those gamers who don't have the new consoles and are still on the old gen, that they could miss out on good games, and this is one that you won't miss yeah. out on. I mean, this also again—it's—it's it's quite. It's almost like a domino effect here. It also ties into some news that was announced today. Um, I don't know whether <clears throat> who's sorry. I've got a bad throat. Yeah. Uh, those that uh, if you've seen, uh, there's a game that was due out literally in a matter of weeks uh, called The Day Before, which is basically like the division crossed with your, you know, your zombie survival. So big open world, big open city. You've got to go through building after building while surviving against other teams or other humans, as well as the threat of zombies. Uh, it looked incredible. However, it was due out on the 21st of June. So what's that? All of six, seven, eight weeks away. Um, they've announced today yeah. that the studio have decided to push it onto Unreal Engine 5, which means a whole new development. And so it's been pushed back to March the 1st next year. So, you know, that probably suggests that a game that may have been coming to the old generation as well will, through Unreal Engine 5, again, only be PC and the new generation. Yeah, and it's one of them as well, though, isn't it? I mean, to be fair, I mean, that's a, people will look at that and say, you know, it's almost a nine-month pushback. Yeah. But to completely redevelop a game in a new engine, nine months is decent. That's not yeah, a bad time I mean, for, you'd for, like to think, for the difference that you will see in that game. Yeah, you'd like to it's think it's generally really almost like an upgrade, a remaster almost of what's already existing. It's not going to be yeah. a complete rebuild. It but yeah, you've got to move it across and then improve everything about it, the visuals and so on. So, you know, it, it happens everywhere. But it's still a good time frame for me, that. Yeah, I mean... For what you'll probably get, improvement-wise. We've said before, uh, probably on last week or the week before, where we don't mind a delay because most of the time it's for the good of the game, you know? Yeah. Yes, you're excited for these games. Yes, I was excited for Halo for it only to be pushed back a year, but 
for the most part, these games, the delays have a huge positive effect. So, you know, push them back if you need to. You know, if it's only on the next generation, because that's where you're going to get the best possible game, so be it. You know, I know it, it does suck to sort of move away from, you know, the previous generation, because there are still so many people out there that haven't got one or can't get one. But, you know, at some point, the technology just moves ahead of what that last generation can do. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So moving on from uh, games, obviously, launching on previous gen or just current gen, um, some big news that came in this week. Um, the Embracer Group buys Square Enix. This was quite Western a big, yeah, this was Studios. a big bit of news. Massive. Massive and and in a way, um, it, worrying for me that because they're doing you know they're buying out Crystal Dynamics and things which were the game the developers behind Tomb Raider series, so all them like IPs go with them. Yeah. So you know it's one of them where I think Square Enix over the years they are one of my favourite developers. Uh, I'll be honest, with the games that they produce, I play a lot of their games. I really, really love Square Enix. So for me, it's one of them, fine, if it's going to work and, and it's going to, you know, they've already purchased THQ Nordic and things like that, Where so they sort of do many different games out there. They've already announced their show as well, haven't they, T yes. T yeah. THQ Nordic. So I just hope it's one of them where everything stays the same. You know, they don't, they're not one of these that want to come in, change things and, you know, get rid of certain developers or, you know, mould certain studios into one and because that could happen. We've seen that happen yeah, before. Yeah, we've seen it. And I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it, because, especially if one of my favourite franchise games in Tomb Raider is, is going to be altered. I, I don't want that. They've done so well over, you know, Crystal Dynamics over the, the last sort of trilogy that they did were mind-blowingly good. And I, I just don't want Alt to change. But I it's think, big I news. think it's, I mean, it it's got to be in good hands. Yeah, to pay $300 million to buy not the biggest studios, you know, it's not you're not buying no, the no. whole of um, Square Enix. You know, you, you're only buying some sort of sub-studios, effectively. So, yeah. you know, to pay $300 million for, you know, titles like, obviously, Tomb Raider, Juice X, Thief, you're not buying the most lucrative titles. So what you're getting you're going to work to keep at its best. You know, Tomb Raider's got a massive fan base. It's it's the new series of games have smashed it. You know, there's games like Juice X and Thief where surely the point of that money that they've invested is to, to re-birth all of these games, these titles. Obviously, you know, we haven't seen Thief and yeah. Juice X for that long, but surely that's what the point of this purchase has well, been. Well, that's it. I think that's what the purchase was behind, wasn't it? Is, is, is getting under them and, like you said, rebirthing them and, you know, revitalising them, bringing them back to gaming. So, yeah. Be interested to see what they do with it. It will be interesting to see what they do with it and, and you know, I, I just want the Tomb Raider series to be kept as it is. Um, I mean... Because, like I said, I think they have been mind-blowingly good. Yeah. I'll tell you what got me with the, with the trilogy of Tomb Raider. And so I remember this happening when surround sound were a thing and everybody would go, oh my God, like how good does a game sound? And then it kind of died off and I've never ever heard anybody say that about a game again. 
until I played the new Tomb Raiders and I sat, I sat there and it, not only were it the visuals and that, but it were like, my God, this sounds incredible. Yeah. The, the, yeah, it, it was. It the sound sound was incredible. So good. That's that's part of the and thing I, why obviously I don't I'm not very good with the jumpy, you know, jump scares and so on. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Obviously you are. So for me, that the sound effects were incredible, but it was also like uh, yeah, I can't do this. Whereas <laughs> I still <laughs> remember literally listening to you that I've in the fifteen years I've known you, not really ever hear you sort of properly jump at a game and i've actually sat and heard you properly go Wah! at that game you know yeah. it's that it's that yeah. good you're that involved in it because of the sound effects and the lighting and the quality of the graphics it's it's a very good series it is one i wish i could play more but <laughs> my nerves, I, I, my I nerves mean, don't hold it. <laughs> yeah. it it's funny though in part it's good to hear <laughs> yeah but i mean it, it's it's one for me that growing up i love tomb raider and then I kind of fell out of love with it. And it, it were like, right, it's all the same now. How many are you going to do? How many are going to feel the same? And then this trilogy got announced. And it was how Lara Croft became Tomb Raider. And the storytelling. I, 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 I honestly, if you've never played them, I can't explain it enough. And I, and you know what's right weird? I only bought this because I'd got the, I think it was the Xbox One at the time. It were a new console, there weren't much out. Tomb Raider, one of them games that got released. And I thought, well, I used to play them. So yeah. I'll have another bash. We'll see what it's like. And by God, I fell in love with it. Like I said, the way it sounded, the storytelling, the graphics, just every little detail about it. And then, obviously, the next two I couldn't wait for, they were on my book, you know, on my wish list. And I've enjoyed all of them. And I honestly can't wait for these, you know, built-in Unreal Engine 5, as we've said before. And, I can't wait. So I just hope it don't get touched. But what an acquisition it is. What an acquisition this yeah, is. Like it's, it's, another, it's another big one. Um, yeah. Yeah, so obviously, again, we'll move on now to the next little bit of news. Um, for any Sonic fans out there, uh, I know obviously Sonic is literally yep. a legend of gaming. Um, again, sort of almost going back onto what we were talking about with in terms of delays and everything. One of the games that people were concerned about was going to get delayed beyond 2022 with Sonic Frontiers. Um, you know, it's it's effectively Sega's main title for this year coming up, uh, or one of at least. And luckily for anyone who's like really excited for this game, uh, Sega staff have confirmed that as it stands, the game is still looking to release in time for Christmas this year. Um it was during a Sonic official live stream. Uh, Kate, I'm not even going to attempt to butcher the surname, but Chersonowski, I'd say. I think. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, she she shared some information about the game and obviously everything to do with it. And um, she just said basically a lot of people are asking about Sonic Frontiers. There's there's not much more news to give with regards to the game at the minute. However, the holiday 2022 deadline is still as it stands in place so you know if you're a sonic yeah. fan if this is another game that you you really sort of set on for this year then as it stands you've got nothing to worry about yeah are you a sonic fan um you know growing up obviously going way back to like the old sega mega drives and stuff like i, I played them back in the day 
all the old green zones and all that sort of stuff back when I was a kid. That yeah, you know, I've, labyrinth. What a bitch. Yeah, my, uh, my son's got the I can't remember what it's called now. It's basically like them games on the Xbox One and Xbox Series X. Um, he's got them, and I've played a few of them levels to sort of help him through. And it is, it's it's like going back to when I was, you know, four and five, and I used to play all them Sonic games then. Not yeah. so much now, though. It, like you sort of said earlier, though, with with the Turbo Golf, it's one of them games you can just pick up. Yeah, you know, you don't want out too strenuous or competitive. It's a great game to just pick up and have a have an hour's fun with, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's very much like you know you you look back at your games like your Spyros, your Mario's, your you know Spyros a little bit different to your Sonics. Obviously, these were the old flat sort of two D type games, but yeah, you know your Mario, your Sonic, all them sort of titles from back when we were kids. Yeah. And speaking of release dates, obviously, as we said, holiday 2022 uh, looks good. And speaking of release dates, I'm sure you will already know, but Halo Infinite Season 2 should now be live. It was, yeah. It was released uh, a couple of days ago, yeah. Um, I've only jumped in for a short period so far. Um. It released, obviously, back on Tuesday. I've jumped on. Out of the three times I've tried playing online so far, two of the three, the servers haven't been live. Uh, I don't know whether that was just for me personally or whether it was just during a rough patch. I don't know. But I've jumped on. You know, there's there's changes already that have come to the game. We know that, obviously, with part of the Season 2, about, uh, like, Game Pass thing, the Season Pass, you know, there's a whole other load of uh, levels of stuff that you can unlock. Uh, the good thing with obviously Halo Infinite is that they're not expiring your previous pass. So if you're only at, say, level 50 in Season 2, you can still continue to unlock the other 50 levels from Season 1, so you never lose out on any of the you know the cosmetics and so on. Um, for me, the two maps that have arrived are two of the biggest things. Uh, they're really good. They're, they're, for me, they, they? Yeah, they feel like old-school Halo maps. Um, you know, obviously some of the newer maps in obviously the launch of the game were some are good, some are, aren't as good, but these two are proper sort of classic Halo. And the big addition for me in this season is the introduction of Last Spartan Stand-In, uh, which is a new game mode, which you could kind of argue it's a form of battle royale there's not obviously there's no shrinking circle and so on but you've got basically you spawn into a game of 12 of you in fairly large maps uh you each spawn with five lives and as you die obviously you lose your life until eventually there's only one person left standing as the name suggests um yeah and while you're playing obviously you're also battling for the points so for every kill you get you get points if you happen to kill or come across someone who has died and they're out, uh, their AI will be hovering above their body. If you can stand, I think it's about seven or eight seconds, and capture their AI, that's bonus points. Uh, so obviously, if you know if there's a if there's an AI on the map, you've got to watch yourself because there's going to be more than just one person going for it. So it's good. It brings another sort of competitive mode to the game. Uh, obviously, there's been other updates. Um, I've not been on it enough in depth. I've seen reports that, again, there's things that the fans ain't quite happy about with. Um, 
you know, and we'll look at that a little bit more maybe next week. Obviously, I, I need some more time yeah. with the game. But it's new content, isn't it? Which it, there's always going to be problems. Have been screaming for, yeah, screaming for. So it's, it's it is one of them. Yeah, it just it Sorry, needed it. Uh, yeah, it just needed. Obviously, the game released. What was it? Something like seven or eight months ago now. So you know, it got to a point we needed that boost in new content. So you know, there's always going to be bits that people ain't happy with. They're going to change things that over the last seven months players have got used to, whether they're overpowered or glitched or whatever. You know, and with every update, there's always going to be them things that are going to be met with negativity. But let's hope long term it doesn't damage the game's player base. Yeah, that's it. it it's one of them, isn't it? Every game we expect bugs. Um, yeah, I do. According myself, I know what it's like. It's how difficult it is. But it's how a, it's how a developer and a studio deals with it, and how quick they get the bug fixes out. And you can't complain if they do it yeah. right enough. But speaking of sort of DLC and new add-ons that's already out there, um, as we mentioned earlier, Star Wars Day yesterday, everybody's been having their own sort of events and things like that, and Fortnite. Yeah, um, they're always they up have... to date with the latest. Yeah, love it. And they brought all their Star Wars content back, so everything from the blasters, the lightsabers, the characters, the skins, everything is back in Fortnite, but only um, for a limited time. Yeah. So it's the only, as well, it isn't all Star Wars content. It's almost all Star Wars content. So what, what you won't get back is the Mandalorian. So if you missed your chance to get the Mandalorian when it was out on a, a previous season, you can't, you don't get that opportunity again, unfortunately, because it wasn't tied in to the initial Star Wars stuff like the lightsabers and that. So the characters you can expect to see return is the Imperial Stormtrooper, Kylo Ren, Zori Bliss, Finn, Rey, Sif Trooper, Boba Fett, Fennec Shand and Karsantan. So all of them are back with the lightsabers, the blasters. Um, so yeah, happy Star Wars Day, Fortnite to do it again. Yeah, I wish, I mean, it's a great shape, uh great sort of shame of mine that I've, I've never really got into star wars which you know there's i know there's a lot of people out there that haven't but it is every year it comes around to obviously may the 4th and it's it's yep. some of that thing i really should watch the films play the games and really get in on this massive worldwide hype that i've just never really sort of catched on to it is a shame. It is a shame. I mean, we've had this discussion many a times. How yeah. parties, what sort of series you haven't got into. I mean, <sighs> Star Wars being one of them, Game of Thrones another, and Peaky Blinders another. So everybody get on social media, attack action, get him watching them, because I can't. But this is a thing I can't believe. Because I mean, the game there's a Game of Thrones game coming, and yeah. it, again, it'll be something that you probably won't look at because yeah. it's not it's something not you've I'd done. So, to. Which. I think you miss out on massively. But, yeah, Star Wars, I mean, I must admit, I mean, you get some... the Star Wars fans, and then there is Star Wars fans. Yeah. And, I mean, when you are, when you get those... I, I, I don't want to be offensive to anybody, but when you get what I would call the full-on geeky Star Wars fans, which, again, I don't mean any offence. I'm geeky on many things, but they are... I mean, they are just unbelievable fans. Um, and I've never been that. But I do think it grows every year by what you said there, as in when it gets celebrated and you see all the content, you see all the stuff. I think I get more and more in-depth with it every it, it year. It takes over social media for almost yeah. the whole month of yeah. May. 
It's crazy. It's brilliant. I love it. But I, I was never that big of a fan. But I, again, more and more, I get into it. I love the, as we've mentioned, the Fallen Order game were insane. I, I love the Lego Star Wars games, which we're in the middle of playing, which might be worth mentioning at this time. We On our Star Wars day, I, I paid homage to one of my favourite characters in Jar Jar Binks. It was so it's quite a funny video. And check it out. Yeah, yeah it's just it all this humour put together on Lego Star Wars. I love Jar Jar Binks, but I know there's a lot out there that don't. Yeah. <laughs> but I love him, and I think his humour in Lego Star Wars were really put across. You know, he's a proper clumsy character, um, and they bring it across beautifully. So I just clicked all his best bits together and made a little uh, little funny video out of it. So definitely go over to our YouTube channel and have a watch. It, I loved it. Great video. So... We are going to wrap up shortly. We've got a couple of little bits of news to give you that are just, you know, just a quick flick through at the end of some more slightly sort of smaller news for you this week. Um, one thing that we will go into depth with before we go, though, um, or, well, we've got a couple more yet, but one of them is the Prince of Persia, uh, the Sands of Time, which obviously I know you're a fan of those games from times past. Um, yep. The obviously the development of that game is another one that's been sort of marred for a while. With is it coming? Is it not? You know, it was announced. A lot of games, especially during obviously the two years of COVID and everything, have been announced and then just sort of vanished into the shadows. And that was this was one of them. Um, a lot of people were concerned that this game may have just been cancelled altogether. Um, it was originally being developed by Ubisoft Pune and Ubisoft Mumbai. And, uh, yeah, Ubisoft have taken the decision to move it over to Ubisoft Montreal, which, obviously, they were the original developers of the original Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. So, you know, it's going home, yeah. and it's going to get developed there, uh, ideally to a point that it's ready to release, because I think the development just fell to a point. I don't know, obviously, what the reasons were, but it yeah, looks we'll like... Yeah, we'll never know what's behind closed doors, no. do we, but... Good news for me, this one, I think, because I like that. I like the fact that, it's, like you said, it's gone on. Yeah, they, exactly. It's going back where it belongs. Who, who made the games when they were big, yeah. So good news for me, that one. I, yeah. I think it's a good move. You I know, I know, obviously, move. Ubisoft at the minute is all up in the air with will it be sold, you know, the founding family of Ubisoft at the minute sort of fighting the sale. They don't want it to be sort of sold on and so on. They're also looking at partnering me personally, from obviously an Xbox point of view, I would love Microsoft to take them on board. You know, having the oh, whole Ubisoft God, yeah. library on Xbox Game Pass and all future releases would be huge. Um, but, you know, Ubisoft are in a weird position at the minute. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of games up in the air. We, I obviously mentioned to you the other day, they reckon that potentially uh, the Watch Dogs series is no more. They've... Which... I, you ruined me, dear. Yeah. Uh, basically, me, dear. what this is just sort of, it's not really news. It's its more uh, from an insider sort of saying how they see it. Basically, the studios that have worked on Watch Dogs over the years and that have basically all of the, some of the lead developers have moved on to new studios, new developers, and the rest of those studios that have worked on the locks of Watch Dogs uh, Legions have now been moved into new areas within Ubisoft to develop other games so effectively the watchdogs development studio is gone the you know the team behind yeah. have gone 
certainly looks like it's gone for now, and it whether, like you said, they resurrect it later on, we don't know. But I think, I mean, Ubisoft do that. It's gutting. I mean, you I know, love Ubisoft. They yeah. are one of my favourite developers. And But what we expect now is 12 hours from now that it'll be announced that Microsoft have bought yeah, you know, we're quite good at the fortune telling side of things. So, something I can guarantee oh, you before. Thinking? Yeah, I can guarantee you before this weekend's up, something we've discussed this weekend will happen. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll see what it is by next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you up to date on all the fortune tellings of Ash and Shane, and uh, yeah, we'll get back to you next week. So <laughs> another one that we'll just sort of go into a little bit of detail before we go uh, on to some of the quick flick throughs of the last little bits of the week. Uh, All Elite Wrestling. I know it's something that you're yes. big into. Uh, I've, I've, I watch a little bit of it. I've not got into it as much as you have as of yet. I'll tell you what, from my, from my opinion, better than WWE now. I've watched WWE since our, God, probably three or four year old. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to tell people how old I am now, but trust me, it's enough years. But and I, this, I, I, it, it's like the backstage stuff feels like the Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior era, and the wrestling feels like the Attitude era of WWE. Yeah, I there's a lot of weapons. So there's a lot much. of blood. There's a lot going on yep. on AEW. Obviously, I've I've sort of said there's played... been a couple of bits where for me in AEW. Occasionally, the wrestlers are putting on a little bit too much of a stunt. They're putting their bodies at risk a little bit too much for. Oh, somebody's going to. Sometimes, kill yeah. Sometimes the moves are a little bit over the top because they can. But I love it. But um, love it. yeah. So obviously, it's been known. So for... this, this makes me excited. This though. yeah, uh, it's been it's because been known we played for months. WWE Two K Twenty Two, didn't we? And I spent yeah. all my time creating AEW superstars. Yeah. So because I wanted them all WWE. <laughs> AEW have obviously been working on a game that they've been they've announced months ago that they'd poured millions into it, um, and it has been now announced that it's uh, AEW Fight Forever. Uh, it was announced uh, on the AEW Games live stream yesterday, I think it was. Um, yeah, a trailer's been shown, which it's not great. I don't think it looks anything like sort of the visuals of your WWEs and so on. It's no way it's not on that level by any means. Um, obviously, we could still be months away from it launching anyway. They're, they're hoping for it to launch in 2022. Um, but I just, for me, watching the gameplay that I've show, we've shown so far, it looks quite sort of um, sort of bulky. It, you know, the moves and everything just don't look as fluid. It looks like... Almost like a WWE game from ten years ago. I know yeah. there's obviously time to develop. Well, there's time to work on that. Yeah. But... Some of your trials. Hmm, that's a tough one. Uh, obviously, like I say, we've played obviously the WWE 2K22. We've 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 had a play on it, but again, it's not managed to keep us hooked for long as I'd have liked us to. Um, no, I, ju I just don't know whether this AEW one would really appeal to me. Maybe I ask you that question in six months. Yeah, let's see a little bit more of it first, because all we have literally seen so far is um, a couple of reveals of a couple of the uh, characters that are definitely going to be in it. Uh, Chris Statlander and Nyla Rose were shown in the trailer, both of them doing a couple of moves on each other in the ring, which again, that's where it looked quite poor for me. You know, yeah. it's, it's a first yeah, yeah, outing. Yeah. You know, this game might be... I definitely think that's it. 
you know, I think average. I'll give it a shot. But yeah, let's see how it goes. And then just be, just before we do eventually wrap up, just we'll literally skim through just a couple bits here that we missed. Xbox One brings an update that fixes a very annoying issue. I'm sure you've all had it. So when you load up, you try and load your game and it keeps returning you a dashboard. You do it again, it happens again. Two or three times it happens and then it prompts you that there's an update. Well, Xbox have revealed that this happened because it wouldn't prompt you for the update until it knew what the file size of the update was. And they've now swapped that so that it will just prompt you immediately. This is getting rolled out slowly. So eventually you should get this Xbox update and that issue will be gone. It will prompt you before you even load the game up. Um, Rocket League is celebrating the first ever Miami Grand Prix this weekend with new content. Um, there's, a, there's two bundles coming, an F1 pass and a McLaren 765 LT bundle where you get the car and a lot of cosmetic, cosmetics even to upgrade that way. It looks great, but it is going to set you back 1,100 credits per pack. But there are two more DLCs coming later this year that if you have bought the F1 pass, you will get for free. So it is going to set you back a bit. And finally, news broke today that the Xbox and Bethesda showcase runtime is set for about 90 minutes. They have tweeted and said that they haven't got an official time, but by a calendar sort of invite release that was leaked, it looks to be about an hour and a half. Yeah, um, I mean, we, we always get Greenberg about that, don't we? Said, yeah, I'm going to say it's about standing it. I don't think it's breaking news, is it? It's not. No, I it's not. I mean, expected, you know, if they come out but... and said, oh, it's going to be a three-hour uh, three, uh, three like, blockbuster, then it's like, wow, that's big. But, yeah. You know, 90 well, like minutes I said, is Aaron the norm. Greenberg did follow this leak up with a tweet saying we don't have a final show runtime yet. But yes, typically we end up close to that 90 minute mark. We'll keep folks posted as we get closer. So maybe, you know, if they want to showcase more games or whatever, maybe they slide another 30 minutes in there. So, but we'll keep you informed on that as and yep. when we get closer to those events. And then finally, uh, announced today uh gunzilla games who basically they're a studio that have in attracted a lot of interest because of the lineup of developers they've got a lot of experienced developers on AAA games uh they've finally announced after two years since setting up their studio their first game which is going to be called off the grid um there's not a lot of information at the minute other than we know the plan is for the game to release next year uh it's what's classed as a triple a Battle Royale uh, third-person shooter, which is interesting because obviously a lot of them are first-person. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah, there's not a lot more information, really. It's it's set in, like, a cyberpunk type of world. Um, the way it's looking at the minute with it being a AAA title that is looking like it's going to be the first to, of the Battle Royale world to launch purely on the current generation or this new generation of consoles um being developed on unreal engine 5 and it looks set to be big like you know i think what they're sort of planning you know there's, there's going to be 150 player lobbies um there's going to be missions and so on it's i can't quite get my head around it because it's a battle royale there's going to be lobbies of player versus player but then there's also player versus enemy scenarios uh, the world's going to be sort of linked in, kind of like your Destiny 2, but other players 
inputs are going to affect everybody's overall experience of storylines and so on. So they mention Battle Royale, but then they mention storylines. So I think there's going to be, you know, a bit of both there. Maybe there's a sort of story campaign as well as a Battle Royale to go with it. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's it really. I think we don't know much more about it yet. Uh, maybe Sounds we'll see a bit more. Though. It does. I think, you know, I don't know whether they're planning to bring it as a free-to-play or whether it'll be a fully-priced game. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's limited detail at the minute, but we'll find out more maybe uh, sort of, you know, the events period over the summer or later on this year. Yeah. And it's worth mentioning, if you do want to see a little bit more about it, you know, go on to our website and go to that news article. The, the, the official teaser trailer is on there. Yeah. Um, so you can watch it for yourself, you know, make your own opinion, whether it's something you will or you won't. And all, all the news that we mentioned today is on our website, so you can go back, recap, read it for yourself, watch any trailers, videos, or anything that's on there. It's all there for you. So feel free to use it. Yeah, so... Like, like we've said, obviously, the website is now live. Uh, the user system is on there as well. So get yourself registered. Get interacting with us. Um, we've got a Discord. That's not something that we're really pushing yet, but it is something that we would like to build, obviously, a community of fans eventually who are into the gaming news and like-minded gamers who can obviously, you know, jump in and get involved with us. Uh, all of the links for all of our socials are... Obviously, you're listening to us on the Spotify now, but... You know, the links to all our social media, uh, our YouTube, our Twitch, our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook. It's all on the website down at the bottom uh, with the handy little buttons. Yeah, get involved. You know, we're ready for this to now progress to the next stage. The website's been built over the last couple of months. Um, we have got, it's not really news, but we're planning to do Insomnia in August. Uh and egx in september so that's a couple more vlogs obviously we've been saying that the the feedback from the vlogs has been quite positive hasn't it or the vlog i should say yeah and we can't wait to go again can we yeah do you know we, we, we're literally sort of chomping at the bit to get back out there and vlog we've actually enjoyed it that much which at the beginning i was really nervous about you know walking around with this camera and talking to it and yet feedback we've got from people and the experience we had of vlogging, we're like, we want to get out there again. You know, August for Insomnia is too far away. We want to do it again. But yeah, yeah, it's it's all plans. We've got, you know, it's it's good that we're at this stage now. We've got plans for the next five months to do with Press Start. So, you know, join yeah. us, get involved. That's and, it. We uh, just want to, you know, we want to interact with everybody, don't we? We want to see yeah. your comments. Like I said, we, you will, we'll always do our best to reply back. If you've got problems, we, we've done it this week with a couple of people on YouTube, and you know we'll always reply back. And what, we'll, and like I said, you may, you may well, if we think you've got a good opinion of a certain news article that we discuss on the podcast, we'll, we'll end up mentioning you and yeah, saying, "Oh, definitely. you know, well, Joe Blog said this or whatever." So, and like we've said, you know, with us. we're not, we're not opposed to the idea of maybe eventually getting the occasional guest on. You know, so yeah, no, definitely not. By all definitely means, if, if there's ever a topic, we want to be a yeah. You know, it's all about the community, isn't it? So yeah, if there's ever a topic or something that we think, you know, we, one day we'd love to get the odd developer on, or you know, somebody who can give us an insight to a particular upcoming game or something. That's all. That's all things we've got planned for the long term. So you know, stick with us. Obviously, if you've enjoyed this podcast, 
give us a rating, follow the Spotify channel so that you can obviously keep up to date with all the episodes. Um, and obviously, like I say, every week, the social media channels are one of the best places because not only do we post all the latest news, but you'll also get all the latest insight into everything we're doing. And yeah, you know, this this is, it's go time now. The website's there, the YouTube's there. Get involved. Yeah, it's it. I'll, every foot on the gas, every foot on the yeah. gas. And, and thank you for listening. If, you, yeah. if you're listening, thank you once again. We really appreciate it. And we hope to uh, see you on our website and interacting with you. You will. So we will see you next week for another weekly news update with everything uh, press start. So from myself and Shane, thank you for listening. And we will see you next week. Goodbye.